0: Welcome to the Table Talk With Toddy podcast. It's March and I can already smell the scent of spring. As we prepare to pull out our spring wardrobe and plan our vacations, it's also the perfect time to give your personal brand a makeover from the inside out. This month, in celebration of women's history, I wanted to take a deep dive into the top areas that I get the most questions on when it comes to building a personal brand that stands out. In the upcoming episodes, I'll be joined by a few creative leaders from my very own team who are helping myself and other women all over the world to make history. We are giving you insight, strategy, and wisdom on how to position your brand to change the world. Today, we are starting with the foundation. You are about to listen in on a webinar I hosted all about storytelling, In this episode, I share five tips on how to identify which parts of your story to tell, how to leverage your storyline, and what to do if you don't think your story is interesting enough. I'll tell you this everyone wants to make history, but there is no one who made history who didn't master telling their own story. Let's get started. Natasha Tati Weston, entrepreneur, content creator, and three times best-selling author. Let's scratch the titles. I'm just the girl next door. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about being an open book, bringing current events from the real world and my world to the table to give my sisters from other misters insight, wisdom, and real talk about life, business, and all that other ish. The reason I created Table Talk with Tati is because I spent the last decade, mostly online talking to people, more specifically millennial women all around the world about the ups and downs that come with building a brand, being a mom, and having a personal life. And what I eventually realized was that we all have many of the same questions, curiosities, and challenges. So here we are on the Tabletop with Tidy podcast. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and I'm pretty sure we'll be pouring it up together on many occasions. It's about time that you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life as a creative living in the 21st century. On this show, you'll hear from some of my close friends, family, and guests that I've learned a thing or two from over the last decade. Get ready for some ah ahas, mm hmm and yes, girls, because at this table, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits. Be sure to subscribe to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast right now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. So today we're going to start at the very foundation. And I know several of you, you are maybe like mid-level brand builders, meaning you didn't just start your brand. You have already been in the game a little while and maybe you're just stuck or stagnant and not sure on where you're falling short. And so I wanted to start here because your brand message, your story is the foundation of any and everything that you're going to be doing. Everyone, including myself, brand message is going to be critical to the products you create, impact that you have, the lives you reach, the people you reach. It's literally the the uh, foundation for everything that you do, and if you don't have this part right, your content is going to fall short, your um, income is going to fall short, and your reach is going to fall short. So making sure that number one, you're clear on what your brand story is. And the beautiful thing is, we all have one. We just a lot of people don't know how to actually craft it and make it something where people actually pay attention. Now, my story and most of you probably already know my story, but my family and I, we lost our home in foreclosure for the second time in 2016. And, Instead of crawling under a rock, I decided to vlog the whole experience. And when I say vlog it, I mean I pulled out my camera at the worst time of my life and I posted the video on YouTube. And that video to this day is the top video that has gotten me the most views, has gotten me the most reach, has gotten me the most engagement in the entire 10 years of me being an entrepreneur crazy, right? So that's why I know the power of storytelling and how important it is to make sure that whatever your story is, that you're sharing it in a way that is just not telling people, but that they're actually listening. Now, some fun facts. I love track music. I'm obsessed with wigs and I never graduated college. And most people are actually surprised when I tell them that I've been to college a couple of times, but I've never actually obtained my degree and that's a part of my story because there are a lot of people who didn't get their degree and they're still they still moved on to do amazing things so I think that's important for me to always share and not be ashamed of because I've been able to do a lot of things without one so that's why I always share that now Here's a quick timeline of my storyline because I can't teach you something that I've never done, right? So in 2011, I dropped out of college and I lived on my mom's couch until my daddy gave me some money to take a one-way train in New York to pursue my childhood dream of being it in the fashion industry. Well, I wasn't there that long before I figured out that wasn't me. So this was the beginning of my storyline. Everybody has a beginning, right? So think about it for a minute. Where was the first life-changing, what was the first life-changing event that happened in your life that is gonna set you up for your brand future? So me dropping out of college was the beginning of this era for me, of this storyline. Fast forward three years later, 2014, I had my son Tyler Um, three months after he was born. I wrote my first book because when I lived in New York, I had started my first business. So I had a little bit of experience about being someone at my age, starting a business. Um, So I wrote my book, sold some copies, I made some money. So at this part of my story, it gave me credibility, gave me a little bit of credibility. Uh, People were starting to become familiar with me. They were starting to become familiar with my story. And it set up my first, the first initial platform for my brand. 2016, again, we lost our home in foreclosure. Again, I vlogged about it. I got a lot of attention my YouTube channel grew, and most importantly here, and one of the most important aspects of telling your story in an effective way is that it humanized my brand. It made me look less perfect. It made, me, it made people relate to me. It made people feel emotion, and that's what you want to happen. Now, fast forward to last year to Current, I shut down my cushy business that I have been building for many years, and I ventured into an unfamiliar lane, and then my life changed. And I know that sounds very, very uh, packaged and perfect, but trust me, there were a lot of bumps and bruises, and still a lot of bumps and bruises that have come along with it. But as a result of that, I've had many brand partnerships. I have people reach out to me to work one on one with me. Obviously, it's opened many more business opportunities for me. I now have a loyal community of individuals who are learning from me and they talk about me. I don't have to tell my story all the time anymore because other people are telling it for me. It's given me newfound freedom. And the beautiful thing for everybody is that our story is still being written. So you're probably here and you are thinking my story isn't interesting enough. I've heard this so many times before. Why is my story so different from everybody else's story? I'm not the only single mom living in North Carolina. I'm not the only divorcee. I'm not the only one who's written a book. I'm not the only one that has um, experienced some form of violence. I'm not the only one that's raising a kid on my own. And I want to start here because I thought the same thing at one point in time have thought this. My story isn't interesting enough. So let's pause for a lyrical moment because y'all know I love my music. Y'all might not know who Future is, but he's got a, a lyric that goes, dress it up and make it real for me. So while you're thinking that your story isn't interesting enough, it's not that it's not interesting enough. It's just that some people's stories are just stale. They're old. They're, um, You've already kind of beat it into the ground, and now it's time to remix it a little bit and add a little more excitement into it to where people have no choice but to pay attention. So that's what this lyric means to me when I think about it. Dress it up. Make it real for me. And let me say this. When I say dress it up, I don't mean be fake or, or fake it till you make it or um, make up lies just to get people to engage with you and to pay attention to you. What I mean when I say dress it up is pull out the important parts of your story that are going to relate to the people who you're trying to attract. And to be quite honest, I remember when I was still trying to figure this out for myself, I used like the same stories and like all of my posts and in all of my captions. And anytime I went to speak somewhere, like I'd always share the exact same story. And while that's great, you have to also pay attention to What are people, what parts of your story are people responding to? And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because we're going to talk about that. But let's start diving into the five um, essentials that you need to pay attention to for crafting your story and telling your story. And the first important part of this is to know who your message is for. You can't really talk to people if you don't really know, like, let me backtrack you can't really build a relationship with someone if you kind of have no background on them. So if you meet someone new for the first time, yeah, the first interaction is gonna be you guys getting to know each other, right? How many sisters do you have? Do you have any siblings? Are you married? Do you have children? Um, What's your favorite TV show? So when you first meet someone, you're getting to know them. But then as you get to know that person, you learn what they like, You learn what they watch on TV. You learn what podcasts they're listening to. You know where they hang out on the weekends. You know what's going on with their children. Um, You know what their issues are. You know what their doubts are. You know what their fears are. You know what their insecurities are. You get to know them. So this is going to help you. And the number one reason why this is the most important is because if you don't know who you're talking to, you cannot reach them. If you don't know who you're talking to, you can't reach them. I know the people that follow me, they, they're they not just like me, but they like similar music. They're into similar things. I know what they watch on TV. I know that we're all counting down until power comes back on. I know that when the, school, when the summertime hits, we're probably a little bit stressed because the kids are out of school. I know that they're going to listen to my podcast between the hours of 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. on their way to work. I know that nine times out of 10, I'm not going to reach them much in the middle of the day. So, if you haven't noticed, I don't really post that much in the middle of the day during the week. So, I know these things about them. I know what they desire. I know the women that follow me, they desire to build influence. I know they desire to change their lives financially so that they can take care of their parents, take care of their children, and, cha- and be like the first in their family to do a lot of things. I know that about my people. So this helps me to create courses. It helps me to know what products they need, not want, products they need. It helps me to know what types of events to create, what types of memberships to create. It helps me to know what type of content to make, what to post on my podcast, what videos to create. So you have to know who your message is for. If you don't know this, it's gonna be like shooting blanks, literally. That's what it's gonna be like. So, it's super important that you know who your message is for. The next thing, and we did this at the Brand You Like a Boss boot camp uh, back in October when we did it in Charleston, but creating your personal brand statement. And this is important because it's a lot of people that when you ask them, Well, what do you do? Oh, I'm a best selling author and I help women to grow their businesses. That's wonderful but can you be a little more specific, right? That's not gonna necessarily trigger me if I'm interested in growing a business because anybody can help you to grow a business, right? Your personal brand statement is also, um, a lot of people refer to it as an elevator pitch, but an elevator pitch, in my opinion, is more for what your business is about. How does your business offer value? Your personal brand statement is basically you introducing yourself to a stranger and communicating to them Who you are, what you do, and how you shine in a nutshell. So you want to leave out as much fluff as possible because this is initially how people are going to get that initial interest in who you are as a person, right? It's the whole no love and trust factor again um, that we talk about in my book, Brand You Like a Boss. I always talk about that people nowadays are buying less and less into products and services. They're buying into people like, who are you? What's your personality, right? You know, are you going to make me laugh? Are you going to make me feel an emotion? I need to feel something before I actually engage with you. So another important thing to bring up here is that if you're trying to be everything to everyone, if you're trying to be, the uh, coach, if you're trying to be the world-renowned traveler, blogger, podcaster, videographer, if you're trying to do too many things, you're going to confuse people. And when people have to think too deeply into who you are, nothing's going to happen. It's going to equal into nothing, literally. So you wanna keep this clear, specific, and simple. So when you're talking about your personal brand statement, you wanna consider these questions. You wanna think about who you are, right? Go back to your roots. Who, what situations made you who you are? And how are you gonna communicate that as, as far as value with how you serve people, whether you're an entrepreneur or not? What are your skills? What are your passions? What are your talents? What are your responsive key points? So responsive key points are when you make a post on Facebook about a situation that you may be going through, are people responding to your post about um, the battles you're having with your children? Or are they responding more to um, a situation you had with something you overcame as you are growing your business? Where are you getting the most response from? That's where you want to focus in on. So you can literally go back on your Facebook page or your Instagram page and see where are you getting the most likes, Where are you, especially where are you getting the most comments. Nine times out of 10, that's where people grab the most value from you. That's, that's the responsive key point. And how do you share value with others? So I always hear people say, I'm not good on video. I just refuse to be on Facebook Live. But the real question is, how do you share value with others and are they receptive to it? There may be people, there may be more people who are more receptive to you on video than they are through a blog post. So there's no need for you to write 50 million blog posts if nobody's going to read it, if they'd rather see your face. So you have to overcome that fear and actually do what the people want. So it's definitely a fine line of, you know, of a balance. There's a medium between what people want and what you're comfortable with. And then that medium is where you have to meet because if you're fearful of getting on camera, but that's where you get the most engagement, then you best to get over that fear and get on camera. So all of this is gonna contribute to your personal brand statement because if you shine on video, afraid or not, you might wanna put that in your personal brand statement to say, hey, I serve people through creating content on, um, beginner cooking skills in the form of video or on YouTube or through Instagram stories, so you want to be very specific in that aspect. So in a nutshell, and I 'm not going to spend too much time here because we do have a lot to cover, but your personal brand statement is this formula it's what are you the best at? So where do you give value? Who do you serve? So again, knowing who is your message for and how do you uniquely serve them? These are all the components of your personal brand statement. This is something, guys, that you will not do overnight. Um, your personal brand statement, literally, I, I revisit mine at least like twice a year just to make sure it's still in alignment with where I am as far as my growth. Um, so yours is going to maybe fluctuate over time, but definitely no, because when you go to networking events, when you meet someone at the doctor's office, you want to be able to tell them who you are, what you do, and what makes you different. So how do you uniquely serve people? That's just what you, you want to be able to do that. That's going to be critical to um, delivering and communicating your message, especially to people who have never heard of you. How does you, me, your brand, and my brain sound? To me, sounds like pure magic. It's no secret that I hung up my coaching hat about a year ago, and since then, I continue to find myself behind the scenes answering questions and helping creative women and business owners troubleshoot their brand's content. I wanted to find a way to continue serving in this space during my coaching retirement, so I'm excited to introduce to you the Createcation VIP Day. During this two-hour creative content date, we will be able to sit down and actually strategize and create your content. I'll bring my laptop and all of my video and audio equipment so that we don't just make plans for your next YouTube video, podcast episode, or Instagram picture, but we can actually create it together. If this sounds like music to your ears, let's make it happen. Visit natashaweston.com forward slash createcation for more information and to select your date and time. Now back to the show. So when crafting your story, I want you ladies to think about these three questions. Think about what matters to you the most. Then you want to think about what matters to the people in your community the most. And this goes in again with where that medium is, right? Because you want to do things that feel good to you, but you also want to do things that people need. So there's that medium that you have to meet. And then you also, very important... You want to see who else in your industry or in your lane has a similar story. How are they positioning their story so that you can position your story maybe in a different way so that your message may be similar, but maybe it's coming off differently. So you want to take those things into consideration. Number three. So once you have, once you know who you're talking to, once you know who your message is for and you created your personal brand statement, the next step is to create community. Facebook groups contrary to what they may tell you or what you may see Facebook groups are not the end all be all for creating community. Community means that you and other individuals have similar interests and you're able to congregate and engage on that topic, on that cause, on whatever, right? So you have a common interest and you have a designated place where you engage. Okay? So when you're talking about telling your story and crafting your story you need to make sure that you're not the only one talking about you i mean imagine if you just everybody you met you were always the one talking about you you know how that just sounds crazy right so what converts to customers and new followers and an audience is the fact that other people can reciprocate and tell your story for you. I literally got booked for a, one of the second most important speaking engagements of my life because other people can tell my story for me. What I mean by that is you shouldn't have to be in a room for people to tell your story. And when I say, I don't mean have to tell your whole life story, but if a topic comes up, they can say, oh, well, you know, Natasha, she does a really great job at that. And do you know, she wrote a book while she was pregnant and she published a book at three months and her son was three months old. Like, did you know that? Now I'm not in the room, but a conversation is happening about me. So even though I couldn't physically shake that person's hand, the person who was delivering my story for me just helped me to create more of my community. They just helped me to grow my community on a whole nother level. So this is why making sure that your story is clear, it's simple, it's easy for people to remember. You don't want them to be confused about your story, like, oh, I don't really know what she does. Oh, I don't really know this. I don't really know that. Because then if they're confused, they're not going to talk about it. Like, if you're confused, you're not going to have a conversation about something you're confused about. You know, that conversation is not going to go very long. So you want to make sure that when you're telling a story or when you're figuring out what's my storyline, you want to make sure that it's something that people would want to share. You want to make sure that even if your story is as simple as you think it is, that you throw a twist in there to make people say, wow. So again, Facebook groups are not the only way to create community. Find a common interest point within your audience and serve as the conversation host. Serve as the conversation host and leverage your comment sections. So ask people questions. Stop leaving your posts open-ended or closed-ended, excuse me. So if you post about Mother's Day, don't just leave all happy Mother's Day. Put happy Mother's Day. What is the best part of being a mother for you? What has been the most a rewarding part of being a mother for you, and ask people questions so that they have no choice but to respond. People want to feel like you want to know what they 're thinking about. so keep that in mind when we talk about creating community. number four use content to communicate your story benefits. so once you know what your storyline is, once you know you know this is the area of my life where I was able to overcome a, B, and C, and now I can actually teach someone that and get them results to where they will tell my story to someone else who may need what I have to offer. So now you want to create content around that story that screams benefits, that screams benefits, right? Because people want to build the know, love, and trust. So don't just make your content about you, incorporate your audience. So I know y'all are like, probably thinking like, I'm the queen of this because anytime someone DMs me, if I like, Let's just say I shout out one of you like I did. I think I did this last week. If I shout you out on my Instagram stories, you're going to share it, right? Because I incorporated you into my content. Anything you post online is content. Your Instagram stories are content. Your Snapchat stories are content. Your Instagram posts are content. If you talk about other people or bring them into what you're doing, guess what they're going to do? They're going to share it. That's a benefit to them because you just shared them with your audience. That's a benefit because now all of the people that follow me, now if they want to, they could follow you, they could go on your page, they could like your post, they could go on your website, and they could probably buy a product from you. So incorporate other people into your content. If you are a physical trainer and you know someone who does has a meal prep business, then incorporate them into your post. It can turn into a collaboration. It's a benefit for the both of you and it will communicate both of you guys' value. There's all sorts of ways to create content. You can do it through video. If you're a writer, you can create blog posts. You can start a podcast, which has been my number one go-to even over video. And that's because I can communicate my story's benefits through my show. So again, you can have guests on your podcast. Uh, you can feature people on your blog. You can go to events and take pictures with people who got results from your story. Shake your head with me. Take pictures of them. Now you got a caption that is a part of your story. Oh, you know, example, if y'all go on my Instagram page. I literally, literally, I just did this last week. So in a nutshell, my son, he had a major health scare last year, and so since then, he's had an MRI, and every six months he has to do an EEG where they hook all this stuff up to his head, and we have to sit there for five hours and they have to test them, long story short. So I shared that, and I said in the caption, you know, last year when I shared this, I was a little ashamed to share it. And when I shared it, so many women DM'd me and emailed me about how it gave them the courage to share their stories as well. That's an example of communicating your story's benefits. Do y- y'all see how this is all working together? So definitely always figure out a way to communicate your story's benefits. Don't just share your story, but tell how your story not only helped you, but how it's helped other individuals. If that means sharing a, a testimony, don't call it a testimonial, but if it means meeting, going to an event and someone walks up to you and says, You know, I read your book and gosh, your story is so amazing. I was able to also write my book while I was pregnant. Say, okay, do you mind taking a picture with me? Do you mind if I share this on my Instagram page? Now you've got content that is not just about you, but it shows the benefits of your story. So make sure the last thing about content here is to make sure that it is shareable. So don't make it hard for people to share Um, Now with the screen screenshot feature everybody has, it's easy to just screenshot something and repost it on any platform, but make sure you give a call to action at the end. So if you don't know what a call to action is, it's comment below if you've experienced this before. Comment below what you're doing this weekend to grow your brand. Go to my website or click on the link in my bio. Those are called to actions, and a lot of people... Um, stories aren't being expanded on because they're not giving call to action. So make sure you are doing that as well. So take a minute and really think about what impact are you really making in other people's lives? And not the impact that you wanna make, but think about the impact that you're currently making because the beautiful thing here is that as you grow as an individual, as you grow your brand, as your storyline continues to develop, you'll want to make sure that you're making an impact along the way, unless you're just gonna be doing it for what, okay? So think about where you're currently getting people results and use that to build upon. And number five, and this is the area where we're really going to um, focus in on here for probably the last few moments, is to leverage your storyline. Everybody and everything has a storyline. Think about the reality TV shows we watch, think about the books we read, the movies we watch, They all have a storyline. They all have a beginning. They all have a middle and they all have an ending or a developing ending, right? So that's where like the sequels to movies and sequels to books come into play or the season two and season three and season four reality shows. It's an ongoing developing storyline, okay? So none of our storylines are are over until we are dead and gone. So you have to know, okay, what's my storyline? How is it developing and how can I leverage it to grow my brand? Storylines are made to make you feel something or result in some sort of action. And we're gonna dive just a little bit deeper into storyline here in a minute. Let's do a quick recap. Number one, know who your message is for. Two, create your personal brand statement. Three, create community. Four, use content to communicate your story's benefits. And five, leverage your storyline. When we talk about sharing, and I think it's important that I talk about this also, I don't mean tell everybody your business, all of your business. I mean being strategic about telling. So, and this will come over time, and I hope as as you spend time with me here, you'll kind of study how I move and how I share. I don't necessarily share things all the time as I'm going through them, But once I've gotten to a point where I have discovered the purpose of me going through something or I've overcome that hump, then I'll figure out, okay, how can I incorporate this into whatever it is that I'm doing? Um, How can I um, use this as a way to further connect with the people I'm trying to attract, right? How can I use this situation to help other people? you have to find a way to share so that it converts into an emotion or into an action. You know, it took me some years to get to the point where I was just transparent, like I'm an open book. I it ain't no shame in my game anymore, but it took time to get there. And that's why I say just I didn't have anyone to tell me, you know, leverage what you're going through. I didn't have anybody to tell me that. And And I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that it's easy to share as you're going through. As a matter of fact, I feel like you're you're more effective if you go through what you're going through and then share it. For me, I was kind of a little bit in between because sharing for me was therapeutic. So when we were forced to move the last time, when the house got foreclosed on again, you know, I just... I, ne- I wasn't sharing that part. Even as we were going through it we, um, and it was building up to that moment, I was ashamed. I was embarrassed because I was like, gosh, we've already gone through this before. Like, What are people going to think? People are going to think we're broke. People are going to think we can't pay our bills. Like, I had all of these thoughts about what people would say. I had all of these thoughts and that, that was so normal. And so after not sharing for so long, I started to feel ineffective in my delivery to the women who I knew I was supposed to to reach. I felt ineffective in my delivery because to them, all they saw was the picture perfect side. Oh, she's a millennial entrepreneur. She's doing her thing. She's she's been on Empire. She's been, been to the White House. She's done this. She's done that. That's all people were seeing. So my authenticity kicked in and I was like, I feel like I'm not being 100% as genuine as I can be because I'm not really giving them the, giving them a different perspective of this life. And so I remember very, very, very distinctly. I was in the car with my mom and I think we had literally just, I had just found the apartment in a week and, um, I was in the truck with her and I said, you know, I feel, I just bust out and cried. I was like, I feel like I'm suffocating. I feel like I'm suffocating and I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) I said, I feel like I'm suffocating because I'm not telling people what's really going on. I said, I have to tell people what's going on because I know this is not the end for me. And I think a part of me not wanting to share also was that I was embarrassed for my mom. I didn't want people to know that she was being foreclosed on again or any of that. Like, I was embarrassed. I was holding back for other people. I didn't want to. I felt like if I had exposed myself, then the people around me would be exposed. I mean, essentially, that is what happened. But when I tell you, when I pulled out my camera and I vlogged the entire process, the response I got immediately made me forget about what people thought. It made me immediately realize that what you go through is not for you. And I'm going to try not to preach to y'all. But what you go through is not for you. It's for the next person. We so deeply desire influence. We want millions of dollars. We want booming brands. We want to be on stages. We want to speak to people. But then we never want to display our shortcomings. We never want to make other people uncomfortable, meaning the people we love the most. And that's, I know even for me today, that's one of the biggest things. I'm always trying to protect my mom, my son. I'm trying to protect the outside world from them. So in a reaction, I don't share sometimes how I should. So we're all in this together, ladies. There are things that you're going through that you haven't shared. And that's why your brand isn't growing. I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. But there are things that you've been going through for multiple seasons that you have yet to touch on, to create content about, to talk about in any capacity. And you're wondering why is no one finding me? Why am I not getting new clients? Why am I not able to you know make more money? Why am I not able to get booked for speaking engagements? Why is no one buying my course? It's because you're holding you're withholding value. Think about what is it that I've overcome already that I'm comfortable with sharing? Start there. And as you share and as you get feedback from people, more. the more you share, the more you will become comfortable. But I'm not going to tell y'all this is easy because it's not. Telling a story is something everybody desires, but everybody's not going to actually do it. And that's where I want you guys to change the game. So let's move on because we'll be here all day. And then I'll start crying again. We don't need those problems. Right. So I want to go over some real life case studies with y'all. I'm big on case studies, um, because I, you know, I, and I guess could be the, the brand fanatic in me, the marketing fanatic in me, but I see everybody's story in plain view. Like I see through all of the advertisements and stuff, and I know exactly what's going on. So I want to break it down for you. I got three case studies for three women who do a great job at sharing their stories. And I want you to see what their storylines have been and what the outcomes have been as well. Kay Michelle is a singer. She used to be a reality star on Love and Hip Hop. Kay Michelle is someone who's actually part of my storyline because when I went to New York, I actually was her fashion stylist assistant. So I used to actually try on her sample pieces before she, it went to her on set. And we didn't have the same size behind, but we were this, had the same shape. So I, K michelle was actually a part of my brain story. Um, so her storyline is, if you've ever watched Love & Hip Hop, then you know K-Michelle was a victim of domestic violence, allegedly. And she utilized her position on Love & Hip Hop to bring awareness to this issue. In return, her musical career, She, of course she had some flack about it, but essentially she was able to get off the show and her music career went to another level. Now there are some people who stay on reality TV, they want to be artists, and they don't actually have a good storyline. So their storyline doesn't necessarily get them the results that they want to. So this is why positioning yourself in whatever area or whatever platform you currently have is critical. Her second storyline as of recent, like this last year, is you guys know, Kim Michelle has had the biggest behind in the history of big behinds. And a lot of people knew that it wasn't all her, like all natural. Well, it ended up coming out that she had got pla- a plastic surgery that ended up really affecting her health in a bad way. And she ended up having to get, I think, her implants removed. And she was so sick, she could barely perform. So that was a part of her story. Well, now she's brought awareness to the horrors of plastic surgery. So young girls who may look up to her now know that you don't have to get plastic surgery because it could kill you. This is where using your original authentic storyline can be leveraged. So case study number two, Ming Lee. She's a beauty influencer. She's the founder owner of Snob Life Studios in Atlanta. She's a huge beauty influencer. Her initial storyline is that she moved to Atlanta with $500. She would walk around the city. She was a hairstylist at the time. She would walk around the city with business cards. She wouldn't go home until all of her business cards were handed out for the day. Now she is a multimillionaire. She has one of the most popular beauty salons and beauty brands ever, and she Extended that to take doing live courses. She became an author, so she started writing books. Um, she created a YouTube channel where she could storytell and continue to build a relationship with her audience. Her second storyline, as of recent, was her struggle with infertility and IVF. And she literally went through all nine months pregnant with nobody knowing. And then she came out with a vlog about it, about her experience and how her daughter's story was born. So this is also an example of how she went through nine months with nobody knowing she was pregnant. But when she came back, guess what? She used that storyline for leverage because now she has a whole new segment of women who are tapped into her. Or if they were already tapped into her, even more tapped into her because there are a lot of women who struggle with this. So now she has created an emotional connection Based off of her storyline, so even if you take a minute to tell, make sure when you come back that you leverage it. So this outcome it brought awareness to the reality of infertility. And case study number three, and I think this one is just so relevant, I couldn't leave it out. Cardi B, she's a reality star turned rapper. Now Cardi B was also on Love and Hip Hop New York. She was a stripper. If you don't know her full story, I definitely encourage you to go go watch some videos about it. She basically was a stripper, but she always had bigger dreams of becoming a rap star. And she utilized the Love & Hip Hop reality platform to get her music out to DJs and out to the masses. And now it's launched her music career, and she is one of the top female rap stars ever. I think she just won a Grammy a few weeks ago first female ever hip hop to win, I think, rap category for the Grammys. Don't quote me on that. Google it. But she utilized her storyline to get the outcome that she desired. And that outcome was to become, um, to launch her music career. So you want to always consider what product, service, or event will position you to convert your story. And this is something that you'll definitely just have to think about in your quiet time. Places to say something. So if you're wondering, okay, once I've tapped into my brand story and I know what I want to say and I know who I'm talking to, where do I talk? Social media is the number one way. Despite what you think, despite what you don't like, social media in this day and age is the number one way to say something. You don't have to say something all the time, but make sure when you say something that it's something that converts and really engages people. You can use your captions. Y'all know I'm big on captions. I literally dissect rap songs for captions that will um, convert into something that's in alignment with my story. So, a boozy lyric, I came out my mama a hustler, was one of my quotes because I did come out my mama a hustler and I'm teaching women how to build profitable brands. So that was relevant. So you can use captions to say something. You can use your stories on Instagram. You can use your stories on Facebook, Snapchat, to talk to people, to engage with people. And obviously, the obvious one is live streaming. Utilize your website. Use your homepage. Use your About Me section. Use the titles on your um, website. And you can also use quotes. And if you um, have an email list, you can use your email. So I send y'all emails all the time. So I use my subject lines to... Make y'all open the email because we don't open all of our emails. There is also a new feature that they have on a lot of the platforms where you can put preview text. So you can use that to get people to pay attention and to listen as well. All right. So I want to give y'all some more examples of storylines. If you're a chef, tell people why you started cooking. So if you maybe grew up in a home where your mama never cooked for you or she was always out doing other things and maybe she didn't pay you that much attention. Your dad was absent and you started cooking in your free time to get your mind off of everything that was going on at home. Well, people want to hear that. People want to know why you started cooking because that could be the determining factor between them hiring you as their personal chef and the next person. So you want to tell them why did you start cooking? If you are and and I always struggle this word. Don't y'all do y'all don't dare you judge me. Fnitician, that word. If you're one of those, or if you're a makeup artist, someone that works on the skin, tell people why you fell in love with skincare. Maybe you suffered from eczema. Maybe you got teased for bad skin when you were growing up and you started wearing makeup and you discovered how to use makeup to enhance your look but not look like a different person. Well, then you wanna tell people that when you talk to them. You wanna tell people that when you're trying to sell your story, to sell a class or to book out an event. You wanna tell people the story behind what you're doing. That is what is going to separate you from everybody else. If you're an author, tell people why you started writing. Was it therapeutic? Were you abused as a child and writing was therapy for you? Tell people that. That's what's gonna separate you from the next person that's writing a book about writing a book. So you want to tell people that. If you're a coach, tell people why you chose the specific niche that you're in. Are you coaching are you coaching uh, young kids between the ages of 10 and 15 in you know how to control their anger? Because maybe you are an angry little boy or an angry little girl. Like you wanna tell people the why, because everybody's doing everything. A lot of our storylines sound similar, but the difference between maybe why you're in this membership and not the next one is my story. It may be the storyline that I deliver, how I deliver it. It may be my personality that is different from someone else who may be doing the exact same thing as I am doing. So you want to always keep that in mind. Now, I will not end this without giving you something to do. So, first thing I want you to do, Google yourself. I want you to write down, I think, the first five results. I want you to write down the first five results. And then, after you've crafted your personal brand statement, I want you to write what you want your Google search to say when people Google you. Let's say in the next year. I want you to write what is it that you would like to see when people Google you. Second thing I want you to do Go introduce yourself online. I know a lot of us get caught up with just posting, 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 but a lot of people don't know who we are. They don't know what we do. This is where you'll use your personal brand statement. Feel free to elaborate. Feel free to use fun facts, kind of how I did when I introduced myself. I told y'all I love a, a good old wig. I told y'all I love trap music, and I told y'all I never graduated college. So give people some fun facts, some, some things to engage with and comment on. You can literally just type out a post. You can add a picture of yourself maybe, maybe a picture of you and your your children, um, maybe a picture of you engaging or actually doing something, or you can post a video, post it on your storyline or whatever the case may be. But I want you guys to introduce yourself online because we may assume people know us, but maybe they don't. So this is going to be a good starting point. The third thing I wanna challenge you all to do is I want you to attend an event or go someplace that you've never gone before and I want you to spark up a conversation with at least three people. And I know y'all are probably like cringing right now like, girl, bye. But I want you to do that. I want you to go somewhere, go to an event, someplace you've never been before and I want you to spark up a conversation. I hope you all were able to take away Uh, a lot of information. Um, I enjoyed teaching you all. I hope I covered everything that you need to at least get you started.